cool. This is really fun. I love this. This is a this is an awesome turnout. This actually reminds me of my last uh, birthday, uh, except you know with people. <laughs> I'm invited. So that's always that's always a plus. My friends hate that joke. They're always coming up to me after my uh, my set, and they're like, Scott, you have to stop calling us friends. <laughs> Very rude. Uh, which reminds me, if anyone is interested, uh, I'm organizing an anti-social. Uh, <laughs> tickets only five dollars. You just stay home. Comedian Scott Porteous shoots on April 28th, 2003. The Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Scott Porteous. What the hell were you thinking, man? You had to do it. It was ridiculous. You crossed the fucking line. Unbelievable. Bitch. Scott Porteous. I invite you to my home. We do a little podcast. We have a few laughs. But you had to cross the line. And you know what you did? You do. Scott Porteous. Your comedy is boring us. I got a lot of trouble with you wits, so we're exploring it. It's goddamn laborious. I listen when I'm ready to have a little story fest. Just say where the abortion is. And I'll say, hey, where's Scott? There he is. You're played like an all-day game of risk. Made of 1,000 Lego bricks. All crumb like the book of Genesis. Humdrum like a rolly cigarette. Maybe time to look at plan B. You look like a Pez head without candy. It doesn't take a dream team of therapists to determine you're the comedy terrorist. Your bombs can't split the nucleus. A damn shame your name's Scott Porteous, 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 Porteous. And if you ever say anything about my mom again, I'm going to cut you. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. Fuck you, Scott. Hey, whoa, whoa. Come on. Come on, Ronald George Moore. He's a guest. You can't treat people that way unless you're rapping, I guess. Welcome to the show, the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. Appreciate it. Got a wicked show for you today. Scott Porteous, a comedian, 15 years plus, hitting the stages, the open mics, the corporate gigs, the comedy clubs, the big time, hosting his own shows. You're going to hear all about it in the show, so I won't go on and on about it. But I will say that Scott Porteous, now there's a guy who just will not quit. You know, he knows what he wants and he goes for it. If you follow him on Facebook, you'll you'll see that he is constantly throwing out jokes, constantly, on a daily basis. It's jokes. His life is about jokes. And that's why he's a good comic. Okay, he doesn't hit him out of the park every time. But you keep hitting those balls, you're going to get one over the fence eventually, right? And uh, I was very happy he agreed to come down and uh, promote his show, which is happening May 27th, I believe. Um, I got to look that up. Uh, It's at the Dog Pound, which is uh, kind of this punk bar on Main Street in Winnipeg here. The show is called Liberated. Uh, It's Scott doing 45 minutes, and uh, he had special guest Clayton T. Stewart, another comedian in the city. And it should be pretty crazy and hilarious. A nice combo of both. So go check it out. Did I mention it's a live comedy CD taping? A CD taping? He's going to do it. He promises. It's going to be um, for an upcoming release. So um, he's putting all his heart and effort into it. So get to the show. If you want to contact Scott directly, it's Scott Porteous Comedy at gmail.com. Speaking of shows, this show, hey, guess what? You can subscribe to iTunes. You can subscribe to it on Stitcher. Uh, You can go to SoundCloud and uh, subscribe there. Feel free to leave a comment. 
you know, just, you know, if you like the show, if you don't like the show, uh, an example, Ronald George Moore, you have the voice of melted butter. (laughs) That would be awesome. Do it now. Follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We got the YouTube channel. And uh, I'm going to drop a video for uh, the Scott Porteous disc pretty soon. You can be ready for that. Also, our Twitter, our my Twitter, the Twitter handle I created for the show is capital M, capital B, capital M, Unishot, with an at in front of that. So it's pretty ridiculous, and I'm sorry I took that route. It's so stupid. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Ronald G. Moore. Coming up on the show, we got some more great guests. And um, I'm just getting my Patreon page finished up, so... Um, that would be great if you, for anyone who has extra money lying around, falling out of their pockets. Uh, feel free to um, visit my Patreon page and uh, money, give money, pledge money. I don't know what it is exactly, but I'm going to have some uh, content up there. Um, not quite sure what it is. Yeah, it'll be a little different from here, but basically me talking into a microphone for your enjoyment for award-winning microphone talk like this. Anyway, thanks again for listening and uh, cheers. And of course, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. We're rolling. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, baby. Sitting here with Scott Porteous. Yes. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Wonderful. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad, Welcome glad to, to Crap Central. Crap Central. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming and doing the oh, show. Oh, I appreciate Scott, you having me. I've known you for quite a while. And I'm sorry about that. Well, don't be sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not sorry. All right. This is the Manitoba Money Shot. Welcome to the show. Thank Manitoba you. Manitoba Money Shot podcast. And we're highlighting uh, a Manitoban from the north end yeah, of oh, Winnipeg. North end Winnipeg. North, north end. Mm-hmm. We talked earlier and you said... Um, you kind of, uh, Power Street is where you were born. I was created on Power Street. You were created on Power Street. But I was Street. raised on Bannerman. Hopefully behind closed drapes. Full closed doors, closed drapes, yes. And then, uh, what hospital you were born in? Oh, goodness. Goodness. I think it might have been in Victoria. Victoria? I think so. Uh, so you're at Victoria, and then uh, you were living on Power Street. Did you move around Winnipeg a lot? Um, when I got older and more, um, able to make poor decisions. Yes. Um, uh, so I, so I, I was created on powers. You're living in a house on powers. Yes. And then I got, then I moved, I grew up like, you know, my, my you know, childhood and my teenage years, I was living on Bannerman. For how long? Two till? I would say probably 18, 19. Oh, okay, so boy, that's a well, long I had time. A, I had a, I had a stint when I had a, my rebellious where I was trying to like uh, be on my own and live with my aunts for uh, for a little bit. So I lived with my aunt on Cairnsmore for about probably two months, and then went back to Bannerman. Okay, so did you ha- have a lot of friends? Did you make a lot of friends in school? I feel like I had a lot of friends in elementary before I cried. Um, what do you mean before you cry? Because <laughs> crying in public is the it's 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 the the be, it's it's the worst when you're in elementary. That's your popularity done right there. Why were you crying? I don't remember. I think. But you do remember crying. I remember crying because I remember a great deal. I, was, I remember I was going to invite the birthday parties. Like I was invited. Oh no! Yeah, man, I was no. like I was I was a cool guy because I was like people didn't realize my. Um, my physicality as much like I was just like I was just a boy right and then all of a sudden I became the crying guy because like I got hit too hard or something I don't remember why were you getting hit I wrestled you Not wrestled you wrestled I, children I, backyard wrestling uh, when I was in when I was in grade two and grade one what elementary school Ralph Brown Ralph Brown mm-hmm. Ralph Brown that's okay. right near St. John's High School all right and so all so you're friends with the neighborhood's neighborhood kids until you started crying or wrestling like in elementary, yeah. So I started crying, and then people realized who I was about. I was Scott the crybaby. I was also. Feel, did you feel like a crybaby? I mean, I did. Also, I I was kind of like I'm a weird person now, but I'm more developed, so I'm able to comprehend the things that I do and I say and I think of. But when I was a kid, I was I was really I was way too creative, like for my brain to process. Like I was, I was the creative where I remember one time, this was like later on, just an example, grade four, grade five, I found a piece of lint in my mouth and I started freaking the fuck out, like crying hysterically 
because I thought it was a spider sucking my insides. Like, okay. that was the kind of kid that... I was Chucky from Rugrats, but, like, times 10. Sure. Like, sure. I was in my own head. So I was that guy. I, I was scared of my own shadow because I thought... So you had a high imagine. Oh, I was super imaginative. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you think a piece of lint is a spider. Spider sucking my insides. <laughs> Papa gave me AIDS. I don't know. I don't know. This, like, I just thought everything, any worst case scenario I thought it could happen. Yeah. It wasn't a hypochondriac. I was just really paranoid and scared. Would you, would you say you're a germaphobe at that age? Germs were my leads my problems kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I was on a whole new level of phobia. So you couldn't relate to other kids in a sense then, mm. right? I, yeah, I became like I was pretty much. I remember this one kid. He used to threaten me every day. He was like, "Oh, you're dead after school," and he just he just meant he's gonna beat me up, sure, right? Yeah. But I took it as, "Oh my God, I'm gonna die." After and I, I remember once they found that out, they thought it was hilarious. So everybody got in on that. Were you beaten beaten up as a kid? Um, I mean, there are a lot only of a threats. few times actually. That's the thing. I only got beaten up a few times. Is it North End Living? Like I feel that like, just happened okay, to everybody. This might be taboo, but I feel like. Some degrees of bullying can be healthy. Not all, but but I feel like some where it's like, oh, I, I gotta like find out who I am and like and and take my stand or or yeah. like use comedy. Obviously, it's like, a test. Yeah, but like I don't want to come off as like, oh, bullying's fine. Like it's not, but like I was bullied. But in some ways, it helped me, but also gave me traumatic scars. Did it help you stop the crime? Um, I think I have a lot of deep deep rooted problems that I don't did know you, how to address. Did you have like um, a couple friends that you hung out with, or were you strictly a loner? Um, I had like I had friends, a few. I had a, a three or four friends. I mean, I, I had friends in the course of my childhood, but I had like three or four that were more uh, there. Yeah, uh, they kind of picked on me, but it was kind of like only we could pick on you kind of thing. So I was right, kind of like. Right. Don't mess I think with that, them. I think that's the traditional, like, you know, growing up is always like, you know, you, you, there's that one guy that always gets picked on, but like anybody else picks on that guy, they'll defend or whatever. Right, right. But I also developed um, a huge amount of self-esteem issues due to the friends that I had. So, <laughs> I mean, to each their own. Uh, yeah. What they, about uh, family? Is it an only child? Uh, no, I have an older brother. Right. Uh, he was also a very creative person uh, in, in different aspects. Did your family do a lot of activities together, like uh, camping or the uh, beach or anything like that? I wasn't old enough to do it, but I know my parents uh, played a lot. Like did softball, uh, mm-hmm. the, the beer league, slow pitch, uh, right. and bowling. You just come along for the ride. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I was. I, I was a scorekeeper. I, I, and I was so proud of the fact that I knew how to keep score. And then I remember when my brother got older. Like you know, I was like, oh, can I play? Like when you get older. And then I got older. But so did they, and then it, it stopped. <laughs> By the time you were yeah, ready, yeah, they were done. It sucked. I was like, so. what, any other sports? Did you play any sports when you were like, say, junior high, high school? Uh, the I played baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I officially on a team uniform. On a team, yeah. Well, they had. I paid for it, uh, but they I sucked. What what position? I was a right fielder. I never caught a single ball. <laughs> Because I was afraid of the ball. Yeah. So I'd always get out of the way of the ball before I tried catching it. I think I got over that now. And then I'd play football for the Winnipeg Nomads. And I only played... Is a school team? It's a... Uh, oh, I don't know what you call League? it. League? League, yeah. I only played one game. And I, I, I remember... I wasn't intimidated by anything, but I remember I hated it. I couldn't understand the playbook. Now, what position did you play in football? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I don't the know field. positions. Quarterback or field? The field. So I was on, runner? I was on the grass. Runner. I just remember I was on the grass. Did I, you catch a ball? I think I was. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was, uh, so finally I was on the team, and then our first game, our my first game, I caused the team a penalty for too many players in the field. Oh, shit. But my dad was proud of me because I tackled somebody. Good. Not like brought him down, but I, I blocked him or whatever. I think it was a blocker. And I, my dad was like, my dad was proud of the fact. Yeah. That was the last game he played though because I quit the team because I didn't know After how to, one game? Because I didn't know how to read the book. I didn't know what I was, I think, I, I think more than anything it was like, I was, my dad was more like just, oh, it's a, it's a tough man sport and like, a, yeah, I wasn't intimidate or anything i just i didn't know how to read the playbook and i just felt like i didn't belong what do you mean you didn't know how to read the playbook because there's x's and o's i don't know i don't know how oh, to like read when the coach is going over the uh, plays. plays i don't know how to, i didn't know how to decipher them it was like kind of like a code that i couldn't well that's a horrible coach is what you're dealing with <laughs> he, he should not kind of send you out there without... i have a bit of a learning like i don't want to say I have a learning disability but there are times where it's hard for me even still to process information like i can read something 30 times it'll take me like 
31st time to understand to comprehend what I'm reading. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, have I'm, you been I'm, diagnosed for this? That's the thing. I haven't been, like, I had so many diagnoses, but, like... <laughs> you need a but team I just, of doctors I working did, around you, Seinfeld. I just know for me, when I read something, like, I have to be 100% into it. Yeah. Like, normally when I... But I can skim. Like, I can look for, like, I can, like, you know, look for, like, power words just so I can get the, the gist of things. Yeah. But there's a lot of times where I kind of, like, you know, just getting information, like, oh, did you read this? I'm like, no, but, like... I'll see like a bunch of words and I'll put pieces together, but I'll miss that last word. And then I'll kind of get in situations where I get confronted. Like you didn't read it. I'm like, I did, but I did, but I didn't process. So would that reflect on your grades in school? Because it it took maybe a little longer to process everything. I didn't have to do much reading in school. Like the course, you know what I mean? Like the courses that I was in, was like what, like history, like, I don't know. I never took it that way because I didn't have to like read like books so much or just textbooks, which is wholly different than a novel because you're, writing stuff as you're reading yeah. kind of thing. But I thought just because you have a wild imagination growing up, oh, yeah. that, that reading novels might, you know, explore where your brain can go. You know what oh, I mean? That's the thing. I think it's an attention thing too. I don't, I don't know. Cause I know I got, I'll try it. Like even like, I'll try it. Like, okay, I got, I got this thing. I have to write. I have to set. I got to write on my phone. Like, Oh, I, I actually took an Adderall once just so I can write. What's that like? Adderall. It's it works, but whatever you're doing is what you're doing the whole day. Right. So what I was doing, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily writing. I was cataloging jokes, and all of a sudden, seven hours later, I cataloged <laughs> a shitload of jokes, like a lot of jokes, like I, like just like four pages of just like and not like pages as in like one thing per line, like two rows of pages, like just. I went through all my jokes through like all my f- posts I put on social media for the last like three or four years. Right. And I dissected it. Kept it kept you busy. It kept me busy. <laughs> right. uh, it works, but I wouldn't recommend it if you have heart problems. Right, right. Okay. So in high school then, uh, were, did you fall into more like the art crowd, art, uh, theater? Did you do any of that? <sighs> what did I do in high school? <laughs> I don't. It's all nothing, blur. Nothing. I played like maybe chess. And I You're in the chess that. club, okay? Yeah, I, I think I did the uh, inner school question fellowship because they had free donuts. Oh, sorry, what what high school? St. John's. St. John's. What junior high? St. John's. Oh, that's a whole that's yeah. a double. St. John's school. High, seven till okay. twelve. Let's change it now, but <clears throat> um, yeah, student council. You were in student council? Yeah, but only because I had nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> Student council must have been fun, you know, like uh, you had to, what, organize dances? I did a lot dances? of coaches for, yeah, no, I did a lot, basically I was a coach at Guy for Dances. I would t- <laughs> Keeping score. And I would hear Keeping Savage. Dance. And, and here's the thing, like, I, I, I grew up watching like Family Matters and stuff like that, so like every time I, I was at the, the, the coach check and hearing like truly, madly, deeply, or Casey and JoJo all my life playing, I'm like, oh, some girls want to come up to me. And like asked if I want to dance, if I looked sad. That's the thing. I felt like if I look if I look sad enough, someone's gonna feel sorry for me. And ask if I want to. <laughs> a, pity, what, a pity dance. That's what Ergil did. That's what Ergil did. He got Laura. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, so I was thinking I did the same thing. So television was your high school. Yeah. <laughs> and no, yeah, no, in a way it was. So I thought like, oh, like you know, like I was looking for my Topanga from Boy Meets World. Yeah. Right. Now you were, you were saying you were writing jokes. Would you, when did you start writing jokes? Was it during high school, or when did you find? I think the I started writing jokes probably maybe my last year of high school, if not shortly after. Do I you think. remember the? Was it the first time on stage? April twenty eighth, two thousand three, Rumors Comedy Club. It was at Rumors. Yep. Wow. How old? Billy were you? Joe was uh, hosting from uh, Freak one hundred seven. Billy Joe. Billy Joe was like this New Yorker guy. He was a DJ for Freak one hundred seven. Yeah. He was like, uh, and. Uh, Jason Beck. I remember. I remember the first time I talked to Jason Beck because he's the one who introduced me to the open mic scene. And then, how did you get to know him? Uh, I think I messaged rumors like, "Hey, can I get? Can I do comedy?" Because I don't know the like. Hey, can I do like how we just do the open mic? Because I don't know the the lingo. Like, I'm not trying to be ignorant. So. And then he got back to you and yeah, what just said, "Come down." Yeah, come down. And then I was on the show, and I remember my because I'm socially awkward, so I like at the time like i was being very i wasn't i didn't mean to be diva e but i didn't know the rules and like the etiquette right. so i'm like okay so here's my cd uh can you stop because i want to do like a whole eight mile thing wait wait you had a cd i was gonna yeah it was an eight mile thing i was gonna do like a whole like, oh that was your bit yeah i was gonna do a whole thing it's like uh, can you drop stop it here because not a whole bit but i had a joke it's like uh right hello? you had a cue yeah an audio cue <laughs> and then he was like hello i'm jason beck and you are like <laughs> <laughs> Right. So I wasn't trying to be rude, but like 
when I get nervous or anxious, I just I don't I do dumb things, and that's the thing about anxiety. You don't you're not you come off dumber than you actually are, and that's something that I totally have right now. Where I'll do simple things that you know common sense would dictate you don't do it, but when you're not when you're not focused and you're, you're anxious, you don't yeah it doesn't translate. So but I, I think you turn it around a lot on stage where your anxiety oh, you on know. stage yeah, but unfortunately the whole my life can't be a stage, so people. <laughs> There's a lot of people. I'm pretty sure think I'm I'm stupid, and okay. I, I don't blame them. So the rumor, this is a rumors night, uh-huh. and at the time, that's they had open mics. It. They used to do monthly open mics. Uh, one month, they have an open mic. Mm-hmm. People come down, and uh, do you remember anybody else on on that night? I don't remember who was on that night per se, but I remember people talking to me. I remember Billy Joe. Talk to me like, oh, you like kind of like talking me up, like, oh, you're really great, like that was awesome, unique, blah blah yeah. blah. Which and is, how did you feel about it? I felt like, great. Your first set. I felt that's the thing. I, apparently, from what I've been told, even to this day, like from some people who I think Charlie Onoski was actually that there. Charlie, Charlie Onoski, yeah, yeah. There. Used to do shows with him all the time. Yeah, like I know the old school original. The fab core. Five. There was a core yeah. of Winnipeg. There was Rob Bruno. So, like there was the rumors yeah. comics, and then there's like, these this new group at the time. Yeah. that were putting on their own shows. There was Rob Bruno. There was Kelly Lowen. Mm-hmm. Um, Darcy Taves. Darcy Taves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason yeah. Beck. So you do your set. Uh, you, you you're happy with it. You, you got some good feedback. Well, apparently, that's the best that I've done ever. And I'll never be able to mimic that because that was the most organic I have ever been. It's so frustrating because I'll never be as good. Did you record it? Nope. Damn. So it's all up there. Yeah. All in your brain. It's all. It's so, like the you L. Know, I imagine you've. I'm sure you've had <laughs> just as good, if not better, sets than the first time you've ever Maybe. done it. Who knows? But let's not ruin the legend. I'm striving for let's excellence. Let's not ruin the legend. Yeah, the legend of the, the four touchdown in one game. <laughs> so from there, it was just go, go, go. My question now is, uh-huh. did you go back the next month at Rumors yeah. for this once a month open mic? Yeah, I was there for roughly, I think, I was maybe a year and a half, too. And then I also tried doing the West, uh, I was the Pyramid Cabaret for a little bit. That's another Jason Beck Jason show? Jason Beck, yeah. And for a, for a more casual show is the West End Cultural Center. One day, I was actually notified by Jason saying that Ross Robert believes that for the amount of time I've been doing it, I should be better. And that I was not allowed to be a part of the uh, the open mic f- anymore. Okay, now Ross if, uh, was the owner of Rumors. At the time, yes. And he passed away five oh, years ago, something like that? Probably more than that. Right. And he was kind of a hard ass, right? You know what? He was. Uh, but here's the thing. like, And I, I've said some shitty things, I'm sure. Because I was uh, at the moment, I was upset and I was hurt. But, I mean, overall, I, I did suck. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, just, I, I, I sucked. And, uh, he, and I'm glad he told me. Because how else do you know how to get better unless you know you, you suck, right? Right. And the thing is about, like, how he's a hard-ass. Okay, fine. It can be interpreted as a hard-ass. But there's a lot of people, a lot of people. I was at his funeral that loved him. He was great to his staff, but not from what I've been heard. Like, he was defending of his staff more than a lot of owners. Right. So even though at the time, even if, and even at the time I've had this mentality, even if I had personal problems with them or whatever, I can respect and appreciate the fact that obviously he's not a – hard ass to everybody you know what i mean like you gotta i see what you're saying take that into consideration so fine you don't have a good rapport with them doesn't mean he's a horrible person right he was just giving you the hard truth yeah and from his perspective yeah and, and on, a, on a bright note though i never talked the last time i talked to him because i remember because i was doing better and i remember uh we were kind of talking about me doing a middle spot kind of thing or a guest spot one or the other maybe a guest spot but so we kind of yeah a guest spot and we we're talking about it and like on good terms, and then and that was the last time I heard from him, and then he passed. So right, but yeah, no, that's the thing. I felt bad for the things like I said. I don't like I don't remember what I said, but just like harsh things. I'm sure because at the time I was just I was lashing out. I didn't mean it. But right I was on stage during routine. Not on stage. No, no, just like to people. Even oh, if it's not okay. like other comics, or even or, or friends. Like even though it's that's the thing. Like I, even if no one heard me, I I still feel bad for thinking that or saying that. Right, because it's not. It's just how you, you react. You get emotional. Of course. You feel tacked. I'd but. still be like, well, that's just your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But but it may be the same opinion as a hundred others, but still, it's, yeah. that's your opinion. No, no. And that's the thing. If you didn't tell me that, it kind of... It, 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 Kind of driv- drove me to like, you know, that's when I did my own show. That's when I did my first uh, independent show at a legion of all places. And like, you know, and sure. Oh, which, which legion? St. Joseph's on Inkster in Maine. 
That was your first independent show. You put on the show. Yeah. You put up the posters. I never did it. I put. It, I paid for an ad, which I didn't have to. You paid for an ad in what? In the in the Winnipeg Sun. Oh, the Winnipeg Sun. I, I don't know why. Because I was just. I didn't know. I, I still don't know, right? So Heck, you wanted you wanted to be in the big leagues. Yeah, you, know? you got to advertise. It was a good show. Way. It was like yeah. ninety people. I was real. That was that's probably the biggest show I've ever produced. Who else was on the bill? Um, or was it just like I, I'm trying to remember? Keener, I think, was on the sh- on the show. Keener, former guest. Charlie Yonsky, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, John B. Duff, I believe. <clears throat> John B. Duff. Uh, maybe Rob Bruno. Well, now that now that we've established that, let's move a little ahead with your from where where you were doing stand up okay. to like to when you had your roast. Oh, okay. That was what ten years ten years into it. You had you yeah had, yeah you, about you, that. You had a roast. My, my best friend, my best comedy buddy in Winnipeg, and one of my best comedy buddies, Nelson Mayer. Nelson Mayer. Roast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Huge right now. Oh, he's been a he's he been tours like crazy. Oh yeah, he's been one of my biggest supporters for mm-hmm. the longest time. And, yeah, and I wouldn't. I don't know. And he I'd had his him. own show. He's well, I don't yeah I guess he doesn't do it anymore. But he had a show called per- Performance Anxiety, which was basically an open mic. Yeah. Right. And he's done it at more than he's one location across promoter. the city. Yeah. He's one of the he's he's a I think he's the first comic to get the get get the comics on Comic Con. And then he went to uh sh- oh uh oh, no Burns uh yeah Burns the Forks the Forks was it Burns or Shannon no it was O'Burns. it was the Irish place yeah it was O'Burns. Fins Fins Pub Fins sorry Pub. Fins Pub. Was yes. at the Forks. Was at the Finn's Pub. Yes. All right. Tell me about that roast. Now, how did how did uh, you handle everyone shitting on you? I was a little disappointed because there was stuff they didn't bring up. <laughs> you you could have roasted yourself better but than that freaks. Th- that's a thing though. And like, because they didn't talk about uh, they didn't talk about my bankruptcy as much. You know, they didn't oh, you, talk were, about... you, you you claim bankruptcy. Oh yeah, I claimed bankruptcy in 2012 because oh. I don't know how to spend money. Uh, they didn't or touch... manage money maybe. Well, because I basically I went on a bunch of tours. Like, I took a lot of trips and I, yeah. I chased a dream and where I, did you tour let's get that out of the way where, like, where did you when tour when I say tour Comedy I mean wise. like make money I just mean like travel just right like, but around Manitoba you go to all these small towns so when I when, when I first started like traveling yeah so my first time I went so my first trip was to Edmonton uh-huh. I, I'm pretty much at nine tours right now I did, I did the math okay so Edmonton I toured for like 20 days for Edmonton and Calgary and that's when I sort of established myself and learning who the comics are and, and like kind of getting an idea. Yeah. And then uh, when I traveled to the U.S. for, I, for uh, the comedy festival in, in California was uh, San Luis Obispo. That spent like, some money on my, you know, on, oh, shit. Yeah, on, yeah. Like, on a credit line or whatever. And then I went that to Las Vegas. That must have been cool. Oh, it was awesome. I, was, I wish I was a little older when I went because I'm shy, but I would have been more social with the comics kind of thing because i was kind of staying to myself i didn't have a hotel i stayed in a hostel but it was so yeah it was beautiful i it was a the average age demographic of that town is 25 so oh wow College i wish town. i was a little College older so, or, or developed in the way of mentally so i uh, you know what it doesn't sound bad but you know what i mean like i was more yeah definitely timid. festival it's all about hobnobbing with everyone yeah and, and, I, and I was so and... like kind of like secluded i guess would be the word to use because yeah. i didn't know anybody about this and this is the funny thing was like because I told you, like, I'm paranoid Scott, right? I still have that part of me, but, like, I can control it. But, like, I'm going to a, a country I've never been to before. I'm going to a uh, – I'm taking – by myself this whole time. I don't know anybody. I should be concerned, but I'm just so focused on doing this festival. Yeah. It brings me joy. Like, I mean, I, I, I took a train for the first time. I saw right. you know, all this stuff. Just me. I could have been stabbed and like put in someone's freezer exactly. or something, but exactly. it didn't occur to me. And that's not like me to not think that. <laughs> and I was just so thrilled to be a part of something. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of cool. That was kind of like a one of those like getting getting over your fear type moments. And then I've been to Las Vegas for the World Series of Comedy. I've been to Chicago for the World Series of Comedy. Amazing. I've been to Dayton, Ohio, uh, which is, I mean, it's not as fancy, but like it's for the World Series of Comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because I pursued those dreams, right? And then, right. and then I went to, I remember I went to Calgary for the first time before I toured for the Great Canadian Laugh Off for one night. It's been like a three hundred dollar plane ticket just to get that chance to perform, and I bombed, by the way. What? Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. I have this thing. I have this reoccurring pattern. Uh, it's kind of a tradition. Whenever Mark Breslin watches me do comedy, I tank. Uh, it happened twice already. Uh, it's, it's he was in the room? Yeah, it's a thing we do. No way. Whenever he shows up, I bomb. Wow. Yeah, Mark yeah. Breslin. Did yeah. you get a chance to talk to him? Nope. I'm no. shy. I didn't know how to. For the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, I wanted to take pictures of people. The, the one that I was like actually part of, I wanted to take pictures, but I, I didn't know how to. What year were you part of the Winnipeg Comedy 15th Festival? 15th year anniversary, so two years it, ago? It's 18th 
I think it's 18th this year. Okay, so maybe... So, I, when two, I, I know it was in Edmonton. I was living in Edmonton when I was a part of it. Okay. I think 2016. Okay. I Good experience? Oh, it was, but I felt like I, I didn't... I felt kind of... Because I'm not... You're not socializing. I also don't believe in myself. I mean, like, people could tell me I'm That's funny. That's going to be so hard for you. It is, but, like, I just... I, I can... Hypothetically, I can win... Like, I'm not saying I will, but I can win the award. I can do all this. I'll still feel like, fuck that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I am the hardest on myself. Well, of course. But I will acknowledge my accomplishments to some degree. I want to say I suck at everything, but, like, I'm always going to be harder on myself. Right. More than positive. So a lot of these times, you know, you... you, you, you when you say, like, oh, that was the worst, I bombed, right. maybe you're just being hard on yourself, right? Yeah. I, but I you can always judge an audience, I definitely too. don't have an ego. That's, <laughs> okay. Um, no, like, even, like, I did a show recently, and, like, I knew, like, no one said bad, but, like, I, I knew, like, because I didn't do comedy for a while, because I don't do much comedy in Winnipeg right now, so I had to do 30 minutes, and I... I was just relieved to do 30 minutes. Right. With, and looking at my notes a couple of times. Not so much like my joke, just like to see where I'm at kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that was like, I was okay with doing okay. You know what I mean? And I didn't... Do- hey, 30 minutes is, is no easy feat, right? Well, well, that's the thing, especially if, you don't, if you're not used to it, right? Yeah. And I've been kind of rusty with things. And I rewrote a bunch of material. I, I tried some newer jokes and I still remembered them. And uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, you 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 left the Winnipeg scene mm-hmm. and you went to Edmonton. Yes. Why why did you want to check out that scene? Um, I felt like I I, I wore myself out in the city. You uh, wanted a fresh start. I wanted, wanted yeah, a I wanted a clean freshness. slate. I'm not yeah. gonna go into the to the to the history or anything. But yeah, uh, plus I had a more opportunity. Uh, There's a lot of work you can get. I remember asking a bunch of comics, like, where should I move? Because I wasn't sure of where I should go to. Now, yeah. now that I think about it, Edmonton's what's most affordable. And how does how does the Edmonton scene differ from the Winnipeg scene in your eyes? Um, more clubs, more opportunities. More clubs? Right yeah. now, it seems like, you know, there's, there's a so comic many... strip, there's Yuck Yucks. Um, I mean, there's the Comedy Factory as well. Okay. And that's just Edmonton. Calgary has three clubs as well. Oh, so you're going back and forth? Yeah, you can. There's, there's, there's right. more... Right, ta- station in Edmonton. But it's only, what, an hour drive or so? Uh, three hours. Three and hours. Red Ears in between, which they have some comedy. See, like, there's comedy in smaller, like, there's private shows as well. Like, there's more corporate gigs. There's more money to pay for comics. Right. You can you can learn and get paid to get to learn. Because you're, like, you know, as an opener or as an MC, because you're getting to do, all you have to do is 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not getting the most money, but, like, you're getting enough to, like, you know, all right, that's going to help me. Some some will pay your travel, some won't. Right. But you have accommodations kind of thing. But mm-hmm. just when I first started, like, oh, I got a hotel. Like, yeah. I, it's nice not to have to worry about all those details. I remember right? when I was Holy doing... Shit. Yeah, I remember when I was doing my first... Like, when I was doing an hour... I, I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have been doing an hour. I did a show. I did an opening spot. And one of the... I won't say who, but one of the comics gave a good referral... And then, like, probably, like, a month in advance, like, hey, I just want to confirm the show. And he's like, yeah, you're doing an hour. I'm like, oh, what? what? Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, this comic going to give you a good referral, and you're going to do an hour. I'm like, oh. I did, like, three or four shows, and I pulled it off out of my ass. Right. Uh, so I, I did a show in Grand Prairie. I think I did a show in Regina, Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. And, like, I shouldn't have been, but I pulled it off out of my ass. <laughs> and then finally, they they saw when they that happened in the Grand Prairie, and then, yeah. How long were you in Edmonton before? Because like three you, years, you you were there three years mm-hmm. doing a little touring, but basically that was your home base. So you got you know right integrated with with the scene there. Mm-hmm. And then why did you decide to come back to Winnipeg? I ran out of money. Um, <laughs> no, uh, well, I imagine you, you're working no, no, as well, right? I was working, uh, but I made the mistake of. Uh, not I, I I don't know how taxes work. I forgot to exempt my taxes one year. Yeah. And then and so oh, taxes will kill you. So one year I'm like, oh, I only got the deduct three hundred dollars in income tax. I'm like, didn't think anything of it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so right. it caught up to me. And then plus comedy, I planned and I made that mistake too because I wasn't a headliner, but I was getting taxed like one. So mm-hmm. it just started adding up. And then I had a really bad show, and this goes back to me understanding my role now. I'm not saying I'll never be that, but like I'm not gonna unless I have two and a half hours. I'm not gonna bother trying to do like an hour you know what i mean like 40 okay maybe depending on what you know that's another thing too a lot of people if you can do clean comedy you can get so much work but it's all corporate yeah i imagine but it's such a battle and those uh, corporate those corporate shows is, that's where the money is right it's such a, it's such a subjective word clean because yeah. you don't know what clean is and you don't know what's going to offend anybody yeah, at any exactly. given point so to so always have times to read so say if you want to you know if you want to be an opener I mean, I have at least, obviously, an hour, 
uh, not good material, but an hour of get by material. That's a thing. <laughs> so, so an hour of get I'm by okay material with, is yeah. what twenty minutes. I'm okay with opening. Uh, you're gonna try to promote my show. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> no refunds. No. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's certain audiences that are like there's certain audiences that I'll never appeal to, and I learned that the hard way. Just like I'd rather have a smaller. People, like a smaller group of people that are really into my comedy yeah. than like 200 people that sort of don't know who I am kind of thing because it's your your fans will find you kind of thing, right? Oh, totally. And yeah, yeah, there's yeah. people that just, I there's certain people that I do not appeal to and there's a lot of blue collar type towns in, in certain parts of Alberta that yeah. just the farmers don't like me. That's, that's <laughs> what I've learned. So do you think you're here for a while or like once you get acquired money, would you go back to I'm Edmonton? actually set to Maybe. move in October. Yeah? Yeah. To Calgary though. To Calgary? Mm-hmm. Why, why Calgary? Um, Just because it's new. Once again. Th- this is the thing. I, I don't know. I've been told that I'm a gypsy. I like, can't stay in one spot. <laughs> like living on the road. Well, and that's the thing. I, I, and With I, a suitcase. I feel the most at home when I'm, when I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Calgary, I like the idea of uh, starting a clean slate. Not that I, I damaged any reputation in Edmonton or anything. But because you built uh, it up, well, I built. But the clubs, but like I, I, the clubs already see me. Like I felt like when I when I moved there, I, I felt like okay, I had this comp material. Like I was a bit, I wasn't cocky, but I was like a <clears throat> bit like, oh, I can do this kind of thing. Yeah. And I didn't really write as much. I didn't really put as much work into it. I just thought, oh, I have the standby material that I've had for seven years that people would totally judge me for doing if I still did it up in Mike in Winnipeg. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> I have some newer jokes too, but I'm not giving away those ones yet. But anyways, but no, no, uh, you have to pay to see those. Yeah, but but that's the thing. And I was like, oh, I my standby material, right? And then then yeah. I'm seeing people are just developing new comics who are like you know like ready and ready. I'm not ready. And gradually, I started feeling like I, I I climbed down the ladder because a lot of people are trying newer stuff and taking chances and that. That's and you, right. You have to bust. You have to hustle. And I didn't think I had that hustle until I started planning this tour that I'm doing. I'm like. It's I'm like holy shit! Like I did a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. If I were to commit this time for writing, like, can you imagine? Like, yeah, I so, know. It's only it's what you wish you knew, right? Uh, now what you could have known. Yeah, then. whatever that saying is. Yeah, yeah and that's, and that's the thing. For me, it's like okay, so I have I made this big dramatic uh, Facebook post because I have a quota to do a dramatic Facebook post at least once every two weeks. Okay, <laughs> it's sort of my Scott thing. <laughs> I'm damaged, remember? But no, but uh, I said like, yeah, I'm not. I'm quitting the idea of doing full-time comedy. I never said quitting comedy. I'll never quit that because that's sort of my nature. But right. I quit the idea of this idea of this full-time comic life. And, yeah. and I still kind of like, I'm okay if I can do part-time. As long as it's a part of my life and I can do a good chunk of it, yeah. I'm totally okay with that. If I can just... My right now, my goal is to have a part-time job and do comedy in the part-time. And the job yeah. I don't have to love, I just don't want to hate. That's really where I'm you at. You got your love and your passion. That's yeah, what you're exactly. Gonna, that's what you're going to do. I don't have to love the job. I just I don't want to hate it. I want to be able to wake up and not be like, all right, I have to go to work today. Not like, oh, fuck. I have to go. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. So that's where I'm at. And with Calgary, they got like a I – can, I can reestablish myself because the clubs don't really know who I am. So maybe I can kind of look better. Yeah. But if I go to this club in Edmonton, like, oh, here's Scott Jokes because he does like half the jokes are new and half are not. Yeah. Where I go to the center club, I haven't seen this before. You know what I mean? So right, that's right, the right. reason why. Also, I also like being a new kid in town. Uh, yeah. I also like being close to Vancouver and and and, Chico- and Banff and stuff like that. So there yeah. are different reasons. You're a traveling man. Yeah. You like to travel and you like to see new things, like to get on that stage. Yeah, and, and that's a, and yeah. And this is my one last. Also, my bankruptcy is uh, done this year, so I can actually, t- if I wanted to, I can live in a house. What, what exactly does that mean? Is it seven years? Seven you, years. You declare so, bankruptcy and your your, your debts shit. are gone. Your credits are shit for seven years. Yeah. So wow. and, so and there's like a period for i think i don't know if it's a, I, don't, I forgot what it was there's a period for 30 days or three months or something where any money you get like uh inheritance uh tax whatever goes if you win a lottery i mean it, it's a learning experience and, right uh, but yeah but my <laughs> my goal for uh, living in calgary non-comedy related is if i can live somewhere that's not in a basement uh i would be i would be <laughs> <laughs> I've been living in basements for the last... It's psychologically damaging. I just, well, is it that difficult to get out of the basement? 
when my aunt when I moved back to Winnipeg, lived back to my aunt yeah. basement. When I moved, and then I moved a uh, place where I'm actually paying rent, which I felt good about. And it's a nice place, but yeah. basement. Basement. <laughs> now I'm living in someone who's really a really cool chick, and uh, she has three kids, and I'm in a basement. Basement. So Your basement dweller. I and it's. I just feel like I have to. I have to get a level. You know what I mean? No pun intended. But yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I have to upgrade. step up. <laughs> I have to get my level. Get my experience. Get a level and, and get yeah. a medium. Like a up or I have my own apartment, but I'll wait. I'll wait to get a job person and settle. But. For sure. Well, you're definitely loved here, Scott. I like. Well, we were talking about the roast earlier, but all those oh, people who fun. were roasting you obviously were, are your good friends and good pals. You know, I remember being asked to do that to do your roast, uh, which I wanted to do, but at the same time, I just didn't feel like. I'm not good at insult comedy, trash talk. That's not my thing. Oh, it's so I just fun. remember being like, I felt like bad because I had to pull out. I was just like, I can't do it. Oh, it's, and it's also not that, though, because it's also you get roasted. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't want to be roasted. You know what I was hoping for after you said that? I was like, I couldn't do it. But now, oh, yeah. <laughs> just roasted. I would love that. Oh, I would love man. that. So tell me about this show, man. The show at the Bulldog. Um, well, it's it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Actually, I wanted to do a friend show about uh, about my stuff, but I didn't commit to it. But anyways, um, it's called Liberated. And liberated. Liberated, and the the concept is there's a lot of things that I used to be ashamed of for the longest time, like uh, some deep rooted things, and I don't like the idea of something having power over me. Like, I don't like the idea that there's this, like, stigma that, like, if you do a certain thing, if you're part of something, uh, you know, you, you're going to be judged in that. So I'm, I might be judged, but I don't, I don't care. Like, I want to, I want to let it out there. So I, I yeah. talk about, you know, my addictions with, um, Bit of a sex addiction and like depression and like a lot of oh, shit. yeah no, a lot Just of heavy stuff. heavy topics yeah and I'm obviously not trying to be funny about it because you know it's a <laughs> it, you have to pay to watch it uh, so you gotta entertain <laughs> but I don't like the idea of it weighing down on me you know what I mean and this means I'll never get a date again whatever so be it they're, they're yeah. it bothers me because I feel for a long time I was ashamed of it right because like yeah. you know I have these like things like and I, I understand where it all comes from I I, I want to talk about I don't know if I'm going to because it's it's hard to make you know the saddest things funny. Yeah, but uh, it all stems down from like my self esteem, right, and then right. my worthiness or whatever. But uh, it doesn't. It just makes me. I just like the idea of being free from it. Like, all right, yeah, this is what I've done. This is what I paid for. Whatever. Yeah. This is all out there. I'm human, and that's that's what uh, I want it to all boil down to. Like, I like to live my life. I don't like to. I live my life like it's a smear campaign where, like, you know, I don't like the idea of somebody might having power over me in terms of yeah. blackmail. I mean, like, so, okay, so I understand. You got an email saying, I have a picture of you. No, not an email. So here's the thing, everybody. I am a vulnerable, uh, lonely man uh, who is on a, a website, a dating site, and someone was like, hey, I'm attractive, and I think you're cute. I'm like, okay, what's the catch? You and 10 million other people. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what webcam models think I'm so hot for some Oh, reason. so this is like talking one-on-one. Yeah, well, it was her okay cupid, and then we got we started talking, and then she started like, and suddenly here's the thing: like my spider senses were going off, but like you know, like the whole that part of me was like, well, maybe there's this one chance yeah. that this could be the one. <laughs> <laughs> what that you're gonna fall in love with? Is yeah. she from Winnipeg? What's that? Because um, I think so. Her name was Frank, 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 Frank Bibbles. Right. <laughs> here's the thing: like I kind of found somebody uh, through a, a Bumble dating, and like she was a freak, like sex. She was uh, incredibly attractive, and she was very sexual. And you it was one on one, and it was real. So I'm thinking like maybe I can find that again. Yeah. And and that kind of like that, that kind of sent me to this false sense of security. So she's like, hey, uh, want to see me on webcam? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then she showed a naked woman uh, stripping. I'm like, oh. It's a little weird, but it must be here. Like, oh, can I see you now? Yeah. Now, the thing with me is, I'm, I'm, even though I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a pervert, but I'm, tra- I'm a cautious pervert. So, <laughs> I did. Sh- my penis was exposed, but my face was not. And then she wanted to see my face. My right. penis was not exposed, but my face was. And then she's like, "Aha, I got you." And then she, sh- I'm like, "What?" And then. Like she probably could have clipped it together. Fine. You think that was her whole intention? Yeah, that's was the to thing. get your face the, and your penis together. Yes. Well, the thing was, she showed me this thing on Facebook where it's like. Like a hacker type thing, where she basically showed me all my a video of all my friends and all my yeah, it was it was kind of like a there was like a horror movie uh, music playing in the background for me. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah, this yeah. is messed up. It is. And then up. basically it was like all this all these people were being shown like I can ruin your life, I can end you kind of thing. Like unless you want to, do you want me to ruin your life? I'm and like, this is a live chat one on one. Yeah, yeah. This is this like, is insane. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna ruin your life. I'm like, uh, no, not necessarily. It's like, what do you want? It's like, send me a thousand dollars. And I was like. 
okay, I guess I'm pretty, I guess I'm fucked because I don't have a thousand dollars. So go ahead. And she's like, well, what about 300? I'm like, and I was like, whatever. And because my mentality was, she's one of the, that's why I posted something on Facebook. Like, hey, yeah, you, you put it out there right yeah, away. Someone shows you a picture of my dick. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. If you want to unfriend me, that's fine too. But that's who I am. I mean, it's embarrassing. Did she have your information to do that, to put it on Facebook? Well, maybe she showed me a video of like what I did, like oh, a, she did, a recording, eh? right? But okay. not my face wasn't attached. But still, like I, I'm pretty, like I hate the idea of someone having power over me. Yeah, yeah. It's a victim thing. I've because I've been assaulted a couple of times, and it's a shitty feeling. Yeah. Even if it's psychological, I I don't never want to be in that. Like, okay, I, I, yeah, I don't want to like rape is a shitty thing, hundred percent. But yeah. a lot of people say it's not so much the act; it's the idea of have being powerless, kind of thing. Okay, that's a, a, some people tell me that right. is, is more than anything. They don't want necessarily have sex with you; they want to have power over you. So I'm not saying that I was, but like I don't like the idea of uh, someone having power. It's a shitty feeling oh, to course. feel yeah, like yeah. someone has this power over you. And I guess that's why my my, my mentality has always been. Okay, well, here's all the stuff you need to know about me. So there's no secrets, kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And did you were you did you get the police involved with this? No, I, I kind of. I mean, I regret. I just didn't want to deal with it. I don't want to like call and do all these things. Well, that's typically the 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 victims' take, right? They right. don't want to. They don't want to put. But I just thought because it wasn't you so threw much it on was, Facebook, it wasn't so much of a scared. I was just lazy. You know what I mean? Like I just right. I just did like I don't want to deal with. It. I just blocked and whatever. To me, I felt good about it as as is. Like, go ahead. Like, I called the bluff. Like, all right, fine. Here you yeah. go. Go and do it. And I made a joke about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I post on Facebook. I'm pretty sure I lost a friend or two. But like, people, that's the thing. People, I think. Get people, out of here. Well, Ooh. maybe I feel like people have this per, there's perspective. Like, I don't know if it's true. I could be being paranoid, but I feel like people have this perspective of me being like awkward, shy, timid, yeah. not like this kind of you know person who has some sexual problems or like you know can be a <clears> bit <throat> a little bit pervert or whatever. But like, yeah, I think it might surprise people. They because they don't. You know what I mean? Like, if you see my comedy and you see my, my past comedy, you don't tie us together because I've always kind of hid that. And yeah. Like, then I don't like the... Like I said, I'm not bragging, but I don't... It is what it is. I count. That is brutal. To take advantage of lonely guy. I mean, I'm sure some guys are perverts, but, like, I mean, we're all... But I'm still, like... I like to consider myself a classy and a gentlemanly pervert. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> exactly. I have never. Regal. Yeah. Whenever, whenever discomfort is being caused, I back down and apologize. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Like I said, I'm not proud of my chain. Just for my life is right now. It's a common. It's a. It's a. It's a serious issue, and I feel like why should I have to hide it? Like. Yeah. Why it's is what it is. And I feel it's also like what you're doing is you're telling it's you to let others be aware this kind of shit happens. Also, right? you're not alone. Like, yeah, maybe people ha- can have a common uh, experiences or familiar uh, ideas or familiar bonds to my stories. And like, you know what? I, I won't say anything, but I'm glad that he talked about this because yeah. I thought I was the only one. Kind of, and I'm not. And obviously, it was a bluff because nothing right. ever no. came out of it. Right. It's meant like just in general, just a bunch of shit. Right. Like I don't. Like I said, I. I mean, I'm I'm not glad that happened, but I feel like, you know how you say stuff, but you don't know if you mean what you say until like it actually comes up to you. Yeah. And that's what it felt like to me. Like, do I really feel that like I don't like having people have power over me? Like, would I really back up if that were to happen? And that it happened, and I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna give this person any power over me. This show could be TMI, too much information for some, but that's why I kind of like I I try to like. Uh, advertise it as like, hey, just you know, it's, oh, some heavy stuff I've yeah. talked about, kind of thing. But but is it because of I your self esteem? Because you have a low self esteem towards do. yourself. I really do. Do you think you're doing this to punish yourself because no. of your self esteem? I think. Okay, I mean, you know, people say, and I don't know, if this is the worst cliche or to use or, or an example, but like how uh, how strippers people say like, oh, that's degrading. You're showing your body, blah yeah. blah, and like, but to some women, it's empowering. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. that's what the system is. Basically, okay, uh, say... Where your head's at. Worst example, you know, I'm not the best, but, like, say you're in an elevator full of people, you you fart, you let one go. Is it more embarrassing if you don't say anything or if you address it and make a joke about it? You know yeah. what I mean? And that's where I want to... That's where I want to be. I want to be able to just talk about my life. I guess not- it depends if the joke bombs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Because that would be more embarrassing. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like a small little crack, like, oh, it must be legal to shoot geese in Canada or something stupid like that. Or, right, you know right, what I mean? right. Just say I'm sorry or whatever, right? But just address <laughs> it. And that's the thing. Like, totally. I, I, and I feel like, I don't know, there's this, I, I'm going against the whole, the void, I guess. I'm not going against the, the grain, but like just, oh, you can't talk about this because, you know, it's a, it's illegal or I mean, it is illegal, but like yeah. it's, it's a shame ridden and like, you know, you get judged on it or whatever. And I don't, I hate that. I don't like living by those rules. Right. And I don't want someone's 
judgment to defy me and 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 restrict me from who i am and what i want to do creatively yeah yeah do what you gotta do right and you're not going to give yourself any power over you anymore either and that's why your show is going to be so fucking yeah. interesting man. that's why i always i always and ever i send a pic i always keep my face and my dick distant <laughs> they are the they are they are two separate people exactly two separate people yeah you got a big scott and little scott yeah exactly you decide which is which <laughs> okay man well uh I think on that note, let's do the money shot. Okay. The Manitoba money shot is 100 questions that you, Scott Porteous, must answer within five minutes. If you complete 100 answers within five minutes and getting 90% of those questions correct, uh, you will win today's money shot. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tonight's money shot is... $12 bills, yo. What's your middle name? Uh, Scott. Where do you buy ice cream? Uh, Hagen dazs Name a kind of pasta. Fettuccine. Name a famous Charlie. Sheen. What do you throw in horseshoes? Horseshoes. Name something with milk in it. Ice cream. Favorite cake flavor? Black Forest. Uh, name the last movie you saw in a theater. Avengers. Name a movie with a number in its title. Quiz Academy 2. Favorite comedian? Don't have one. Uh, name a business you f- uh, find in a mall. Um, BMO. Name a Bill Murray movie. Caddyshack. Name a Manitoba town. Uh, what a pig. <laughs> town? Town. It's a city. Okay. okay, Thompson. Okay, last year you attended the Red River X. No. <laughs> First album you purchased. Um, April Lavigne, Complicated. Uh, how often do you do? Well, how often do you do laundry? Not often enough. Name a style of dance. Uh, tango. Name a casino. Uh, Regent. Casinos uh, uh, of Winnipeg. Okay. Uh, name a gr- uh, grown-up on Sesame Street. Mr. Hooper. On average, what uh, what time do you fall asleep? 12. Name a business outside of Winnipeg. Uh, ATB Financial. Sure. <laughs> What's your browser's homepage? Google. Name a maritime province. Halifax. How old were you when you first tried beer? 18. Name a character from uh, Lord of the Rings. Gimli. Uh, How many pets have you owned? Two. Name a silent movie star. Charlie Chaplin. Have you been to Hollywood, California? Not-ish. What color is your toothbrush? Clear. Clear on the blue side. (laughs) do Do you own any Lego? No. Name a member of Guns N' Roses. Axl Rose. Besides fire, name something hot. Uh, Steam. Name a brand of cookie. A brand. Dad's. Uh, last book read. <sighs> My notebook. Have you eaten a bug before? No. Do you have a landline? No. Have you ever water skied? No. Do you own anything lucky? No. Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune? Jeopardy. Uh, what's your go-to fruit? Oh, strawberry. Have R- you raspberry? Raspberry. <laughs> Have you been on a motorbike? Yes. What did you eat for lunch today? Cookies. Last bar you were in? Uh, cookies. Zest. <laughs> Favorite Winnipeg restaurant? Um, I don't really have one. Subway. Uh, have you ever played the game Risk? Yes, love it. How many? Uh, how many keys on your keychain? One. Favorite video game? Right now, I would say anything from Telltale Games. Okay. Uh, name a Spice Girl. Posh. Name a Beastie Boy. Pass. Oh, hurts. Uh, what scares you? <laughs> Wide open spaces. Uh, name something spicy. Uh, hot pepper. Favorite fast food joint. We got to pick it up. McDonald's. Here. Favorite venue to perform comedy in? Uh, comedy club. Say a four-syllable word. Uh, super Falatupu. <laughs> what do you put in coffee? Cream. Right or left-handed? Right. Oatmeal raisin or oatmeal chocolate chip? Chocolate chip. Best present Santa ever brought you? Best for wine? Best present Santa ever brought you? Oh, uh, Nintendo 64. What's the best hand in poker? Royal Flush. Name a country artist. Scottish Brooks. How many watts in a light bulb? Two. How how many watts in a... Did you say two? Six six gigawatts. Uh, uh, how many... Ah, shit. Have you ever changed a flat tire? No. Have you ever ironed a shirt? Yes. Name a Broadway show. Cats. Do you eat pickles? Yes. Uh, what's your favorite television show? 
Simpsons. Name a show you've never watched. Game of Thrones. Do you wear a watch? No. Uh, have you baked a cake? No. Name a famous Kardashian. Kim. Name something yellow. Banana. Have you ever had? Have you ever, have you ever had a cavity? Yes. Uh, name a CFL team. Rough Riders. Kiss or Green Day? Kiss. How are you feeling? Shitty. Shitty. How would you? Tra- uh, where would you travel to in Europe? Uh, London. Name a Looney Tunes character. Both Bunny. Can you play piano? Yes. Have you ever taken piano lessons? Yes. Thirty seconds. Best uh, b- uh, best burger you've ever eaten in Canada? Uh, Superboys. Are you allergic to nuts? No. Do you like nuts? Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite rapper? Who's your favorite rapper? Eminem. Name a drink you hate. Uh, ginger ale. Name a famous dog. Uh, Pluto. Where would you take a person on a date? Uh, bridge. Have you had your tonsils out? No. What's your favorite superhero? Ten seconds. Spider-Man. Uh, favorite salad dressing? Ranch. But butter or margarine? Butter. How many uh, how many push-ups can you do? None. Have you ever had? Have you ever been a bartender? Yes. The best Jim Carrey movie. Double number. That's it. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm sorry. Did I do it? No. I'm not the first. No. Aw. I'm sorry. But oh. no, you were at number ninety-three. Shit, ninety-three, oh. man. So close. Favorite comedian? None. None that you like would. I call, used to when I was a kid. A I was hero. Like, no, I I like all. Like, I like. The, I have faith as well. Like I like Ronnie Dangerfield, or I like Jim Carrey, or like Arch Barker, or I like yeah. Anthony Anthony Clark. But I realize they not it, everything they do. It goes <laughs> no. It's like it goes away. So I I like the best the hits, so to speak. The, the, yeah, yeah. the best of kind of thing. The show is May twenty seventh. Yes, and it's at uh, the dog. Bulldog Pizza, that's what it was. Bulldog, Bulldog pizza. pizza. Bulldog Pizza. pizza. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And you have a good relationship with them? No, no, I don't know who they are. Oh, just, really? Just basically, my options were very limited, and it was affordable, and it kind of makes sense because I was born and raised in the North End, so it was kind of in the area where totally. I lived. Totally, exactly. So it's kind of nostalgic, and, you know. So, uh, and it's... And uh, it suits the theme of the show, really. Mm-hmm. And what time does it start? Uh, 8 o'clock. Now, eight o- I, on the poster, it says 8 and 10, and I was being a little presumptuous and hoping that I was that popular to sell that many tickets. Yeah. But 8 o'clock. Just one show. Just just a single show. Just the show. 8 o'clock just show? Just 8 o'clock show. If I happen to sell all these tickets in the course of the time from, from now and then, maybe. And then after that, you're hitting the road on a small tour? Uh, going on a uh, Western Canadian tour for a month. We're going uh, anywhere from uh, Camrose, North Battleford, Regina, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, Airdrie, uh, uh, Kelowna, Kamloops, Penticton, um, Nanton, Okotoks. Wow. And who 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 are you going with? Uh, good, my good friends. Uh, my my spirit animal, I call her. She's uh, very funny. She's in Edmonton. She, her name is, her name is Nadine Hunt, mm-hmm. and a very good friend of mine, a very mentory uh, guy by the name of Sean Gramiak, also in Edmonton. Right, awesome. Yeah, the tour is going to be called uh, the Human Condition Comedy Tour. Right, yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, and where, where can people find more information from you and, and what you're doing? <sighs> Probably best bet. I would love to do a website, but I'm not that good with computers. So right. What I would about say social media? Social media, yeah. Facebook. Just Facebook, the Human Condition Comedy Tour. Uh, I think it might be the THC Comedy Tour. Yeah. Or the Human Condition Comedy Tour. I don't remember. And same with Instagram. Uh, and uh, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is THC Comedy Tour, yeah. You have your own Instagram account for this tour? Yeah. That's sweet. I'm trying to, because it's not happening until September, I'm trying to promote as much as possible. So yeah. by the time it comes to like even August, we have a bit of a following. And, and yeah. what about all things Scott Porteous? Do you have your own little uh, page for yourself? Oh, there yeah. On your show? Yes. I have uh, Twitter at Scott Porteous, Instagram at Scott Porteous, <laughs> Facebook Scott Porteous. I had the most original name and I'm happy about that. Yeah. It pays off, doesn't yeah, it? It's, it's Porteous, <laughs> P O R. T-E-O-U-S. One day it will pay off and I'll stop being a volunteer comic. <laughs> uh, One can only dream. One. One can only dream. I hear you, man. Well, again, once again, thanks. Thank you very much for coming by. Thank you very much and, for having uh, me. Good luck again at the show. I'll see you at the show. I I'm hope gonna, I'm so. going to check it out. Yeah, for sure. Great. All right. All right. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Well, that's how you want it, Ron. You want to battle me? You think just because you bought me a Slurpee, we're friends? That's really cute, Ron, how you try to diss me. You may identify as cisgender, but I identify you as a sissy. Oh! You're such a cocksucker that you don't spit rhymes, you just get pissy. Bam! You're a rapper with such big tits, you think your name was Missy. Shaboom!
Allow me to get my freak on. My words will cut you so much, they'll leave your body leak on. What? As air leaves your lungs and holds up, are you bleeding D, John? Wow! I'll smack that so hard, you'll think my name is Akon. I'll beat you mercilessly, I'll leave your body sore. Ron, I'll treat you like Oliver Twist until you want more? Boom, literature! Don't get it twisted, that is not a tale of two cities, which are also the name that Ron gave us left and right titty. Oh! Hold up, wait for the money shot. I'll run over your mouth like it is a parking lot. Vroom, vroom! Then visit you in the hospital, asking how's it feel to be burned by a scot. Oh, wordplay, motherfucker! Mic drop.